welcome to day three. Taking inspired action is the fifth step. And if you realize that I said the action is the last step, <laughs> you might question that. Because often when we think about change or we think about doing it differently, we think, okay, what actions should I take differently? And we make a list. <laughs> Most of us do anyway. What do I, what should I start doing? I should start exercising. I should start eating better, getting to bed earlier. Um, I'm going to do this in my morning routine. I should start meditating. I, this and this and this and this and this. And we make a list of actions about what we should do or what we think that's going to help us. But the actions are actually come last because it's not so much about the actions that I'm taking. It's about how I'm being inside of the actions that I'm taking, what I'm feeling inside of the actions that I'm taking. Am I aligned with the actions that I'm taking? Are my beliefs aligned with those actions or do they not support each other? Because I'll tell you, and we've all experienced this, when we take action without having a belief supporting it as its foundation, it's not gonna last. We've started an exercise routine, but we don't believe that we are able to be consistent in that thing that's taking care of ourselves. So maybe it starts off well, maybe we are able to stick with it for a few days, a few weeks. We use willpower, we use force, we use shame, we use punishment, we use criticism to bring ourselves back, to bring yourself back, to bring ourselves back. But underneath, we don't actually believe that we are capable, worthy, deserving, um, allowed to have, to be that person. And we do the same thing when it comes to stress and things in our work, in our career, and how that all plays into our work-life balance. So the actions that we take are going to come from inspired places, untapped energy within us from doing the steps one through four beforehand. And we go, obviously, in way more detail in the course. Okay, so I know there's a lot going on today. I wanted to make sure that we spoke about a lot of really good things. And so the last and final thing I wanted to share today is the concept of feeling safe. So again, it might sound strange to you that we're talking about feeling safe in the sense of, I feel okay. I feel confident. I feel capable in myself to be able to do this, to do this thing. So I wanted to invite in some other words that might land for you and have your, like how you interpret the word safety. So has anyone ever heard of the Enneagram? It's a personality test. It's been around forever. I, for the, I took it in high school for the first time in like a psychology slash theology class. And it's been something that I have gone back to again and again and again my entire life. It's incredible. So we actually do the personality assessment in the burnout recovery program. I give you a, a link to do the test and then I help you connect your, you know, your best number, your highest number that your personality 
um, aligns to the most based on your results. And the cool thing about the Enneagram is it's not just like another personality test. It's really a system that helps us learn why we are motivated to believe, think, feel, and act in the ways that we do. It helps us to understand our most core internal interpretation of the world and how we manage our emotions. So there's nine personality types in the Enneagram and each one is defined by a core belief about how the world works. And this core belief, which is slightly different for each of the nine types, drives your deepest motivations and your deepest fears. This is fundamentally what shapes our perspective through which we see the world through and through we, which we see situations through and people through. Now, all of us, our core beliefs, they can be limiting. They can also be expanding. But it really depends on how we are using it, if we're driven by fear or if we're driven by love. If we're driven by fear or if we're driven by safety. So understanding our individual Enneagram type and then how it colors your perceptions can help you to open up your perspective and approach situations at work, in relationships, just in like how you interact at the grocery store, whatever. Why you do the things that you do, why you can't get yourself to do the things that you want to do that you know are good for you, why you keep doing the things that aren't great for you but you keep repeating them, you keep going back to them, you keep going back to that kind of job, that kind of work, that kind of person, that kind of situation, why you believe that you don't deserve to do the work that you truly love to do, why you believe you have to be stuck in this situation. And it's gonna help us to see um, this for other people as well. So it's very, very powerful when we apply it in our self-growth, in our healing. So I think each Enneagram type might interpret the word safety a little bit differently. So for me, I'm an Enneagram type six and our biggest motivation and fear slash fear is to not feel safe. Like that's literally what it is. So for me, that word, oh, it just like, I'm like, I get it immediately. And feeling safe could feel like I feel insecure. I don't have grounding underneath me. I can't trust myself. That's ultimately what it comes down to for me is when I trust myself, I feel safe. So I do things more and more to build that trust muscle with myself in all situations. But I, so let's go through some of the other numbers. So some other things that might land for you when it comes to the word safety is when something just seems like fair to you, when you feel like, okay, this is fair, this is honest, this is just, and again, this could be subjective, but you might feel you're safest in a situation when everything seems fair, okay? Another one might be feeling loved, feeling wanted, 
feeling appreciated by others is what makes you feel safe. So think in a work environment, feeling appreciated, feeling like you are valuable, that what you have to give is received. That makes you feel safe. Um, feeling valued, feeling respected, that your work, that your effort, that your productivity is helpful, is valuable, helps you feel safe. Feeling unique, feeling significant, having a purpose, feeling like the work that you're doing is meaningful, having knowledge or learning, which I think a lot of us gravitate to. I'm just going to learn more. When I feel like I'm learning, I feel like I'm doing something. I feel better. I feel good. I feel like I am taking action. Feeling competent, feeling capable, giving, uh, being given permission can help you feel safe, right? Like, have, has anyone ever had the experience where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I was allowed to like go in the, I don't know, the special employee's kitchen or something, right? Like the CEO kitchen or whatever, I'm making something up. And then, you know, an executive comes in and they're like, oh yeah, you can totally use this kitchen. And you're like, okay, good. I feel better. That's a really simplified and sort of silly example. But when, when you feel like you are given permission to do something, that you're allowed to do it, or you're affirmed, having fun. For some people, just being free to have fun, just completely enjoying an experience for what it is, feeling content feels safe. Um, feeling like you can protect yourself, being in control. I think a lot of us can relate to this. When we feel in control, we feel safer. So we control as much as, as we can about our own life, about that person's life, about that family member, about that situation, our schedule, that person's schedule, vacations. <laughs> we control it all. We try to control it all anyway. And then for others, feeling peace, just feeling peace inside of you, feeling peace in your environment. All of these can be interpreted based on who you are as feeling safe. So I want you to take that into the homework today when we do a little bit of a track your nervous system practice. And you're going to come up with words that you would identify with in the free state, the fight state, the flight state, the safety state, and the flow state. Because when you can relate to it, then it's going to mean more to you. Got it? So this is a really, really incredible practice. I love doing this. I'm just gonna open up the chat. Okay. So we talked a lot today, just to refresh, we talked about EFT tapping and how amazing it is. And I hope that you felt a shift inside of you. Um, when we do this in our groups, you'll be interacting. You're actually gonna be telling me how you're feeling, what's coming up for you, and we're going to do tapping rounds together to clear this together. And like I said, everyone receives benefits when we all tap together. Even if it's not exactly what you're going through, something inside of you is going to be able to receive a benefit from that. So it's amazing. And you'd be surprised like when you hear the way someone phrases something, it unlocks something else for you. And you're like, yeah, that does resonate with me. Like I never thought that that was the reason why I did this thing, but that makes a lot of sense. 
so cool. Um, we spoke about the nervous system states and what they all um, mean and kind of why we get into them. And we're going to dive into this a little bit more in the program, a tremendous amount more in the program. And we talked about what feeling safe is like for us. What we do a little bit deeper is not only what does safe feel like, but what does what is our physical experience of safety feel like? We did a little bit of this yesterday, but it's important to keep reminding yourself and not just reminding yourself cognitively, reminding yourself somatically. I kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but the methods that I infuse into this program are neuroscience-based, meaning our nervous system, our fight, flight, freeze states. We go into all of that. There's a little bit of physiology and taking care of your physical body with nutrition and sleep. And then there's also a touch of the theory of how we manifest things into our life. And when we get into the topic of manifestation, it's really all about embodying the feeling that you want to feel when you envision your life recovered from burnout. I envision myself feeling energized. I envision myself feeling happy, content, peaceful, confident, connected. And we don't just say those words. We use the somatic practices to help ourselves feel that now. If I were to tap into the feeling of gratitude and peace, what can I use? There's so many tools that we have to shift energy from EFT to physical exercise, to somatic practicing, to journaling, to visualization, to vocalization. Oh my gosh, I love doing it with vocalization, but everybody is going to feel it a little differently. Everyone's going to resonate with a few practices more than others. So that's why I want to teach you all of these so that you can start to realize, like, wow, I can totally feel like my body's like super excited and like what I am envisioning, like when I feel my best, I'm going to go on this amazing hike out West and I'm going to see these beautiful sunrises and I can get myself into the sensation of what that feeling is going to feel like in my body now before I even step foot anywhere near there. So it's a lot, it's amazing, it's incredible. I'm really excited. If you are ready to join and jump in, I will put the link in the comments below. I I think I said, um, well, I just want to confirm. So there is a pre-sale going on right now, which means that the pre-sale price is $444. You get the whole entire burnout seven module program. You get the four week live group coaching program, which is starting on March 16th. Everyone should know the date by now. I said it a million times. Um, and all of the bonuses, all and any future updates because you get lifetime access to all of the content. You can access it and watch it as many times as you want. I know when I take courses, I listen to the videos again and again and again. Like sometimes it's just on in the background as I'm 
doing stuff or driving or cleaning or making dinner or something. But I listen to them again and again and again because they're so potent. There's so much in there. And I know the first time I listen, I'm only hearing one level of it. And then I listen again and I hear a deeper level and then I hear a deeper level. So each of the live calls will be recorded. The replays will be in the program. You'll be able to access them for life. And since I add to this program frequently, I pretty much add a new module or new content every month or so. You get like complimentary access with your initial investment. So it's just a one-time um, payment of 444. But that sale, this pre-sale, is ending on Saturday, Saturday evening. And so after Saturday, the price is going up. You'll still get access to everything. You'll still get all the things, but just you'll pay a higher price. So it's up to you if you know you're in, you're in, jump in now. The content is here for you. There's a lot of pre-work to do. And then we kick off the live work burnout series. What's the date? March 16th, right. Okay, good. Anybody have any questions for me? I'm just gonna make sure I'm not missing any over here. Type them in the chat. I love this question, Marquetta. During slash after the EFT tapping we did today, I was yawning a lot, feeling a bit sleepy. Is that normal? Yes, actually, yes. Yawning is a sign that your body is, your nervous system shifting into the safety state, into the green state, which means your body is feeling good. It's feeling a little bit more relaxed. It's feeling a little bit more in the recovery state and there we do our best work. It's okay that you felt a little bit sleepy because often we don't allow ourselves to feel sleepy <laughs> when our body actually needs to rest. And so maybe this is a message from your body to you like, hey, when I, you allow me to feel safe, I actually need to take a little nap. I need to take a break. I need to close my eyes. I need to do a little bit of recovery. And so it's incredible. This work is powerful. It's subtle. It doesn't take a lot. It's actually best to go slow and gentle and keep it steady. Um, so that's an excellent sign. Two other signs are a sigh or a swallow or just like a general feeling of relief that is in the body. So that's a great um, thing to just keep note of. And you can see when we, when we do some other somatic practices, how your body responds, if it's similar, if it's different. <sighs> 